Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and we're back. I didn't leave for long, it was literally been a week, but the, the podcast that sandwiched in the middle did not uh, materialise for many different reasons, but that's okay because, and it's just myself, it's quick snaps. You doing it Steve? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Sometimes I'm forced to do it myself. Uh, so, am I talking to myself? Yeah. Is that unusual? No. Uh, famously, there was this. Stephen is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. You're a madman. <laughs> I've come to the right place then. <laughs> so, big points to anyone who can guess where that's from. One of my favourite movies all time. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, Niners. Let's talk about some Niners. The nice part about this game is if the Packers win, if we beat the Niners, then we take over the number one seed in the NFC playoff picture, which is fantastic. Is it doable? Yeah, of course it is. The thing is, and this is the sort of trope that's been going around, and let's we're going to delve into it. We've only got 10 minutes just to see if it's true or not. Are the Niners actually as good as they're made out to be? It's the same as the Patriots, and the Patriots have come up against the Ravens and got slapped. Um... So the thing is, have these teams actually been tested? Up until this point, uh, the Niners have faced Tampa Bay, Cincinnati Bengals, the Steelers, which was a 24-20 game, which was actually close. Then then they hit their bye. Then they come up against Cleveland, the Rams, who were struggling anyway, uh, the Washington team, who that was a 9-0 game. Then the Panthers, they dropped a 50-burger on them. Then the Cards, which was a close game, 28-25. Then the Seahawks, which was a loss. And then the Cards again, which they almost lost. They went down 16-zip. Uh, the keys to air game and why all of this sort of um, matters is is that the Niners are, are beaten up. And that's why they've sort of struggled as of late. And they've been playing better teams. Now, the Cardinals ran them close because they've got a running quarterback, um, amongst other things. Uh, put them under pressure. And as well as that, the Niners have faced injuries. So, you know, they got off to a flying start with Matt Breida. The thing is... And this is one of the strengths of the Packers. And do I have organized notes? You're damn right I do. Am I going to stick to that organization? No. Uh, Matt Breida, fantastic running back. Done really well for them this season, uh, injured. So he's been out for the last two games and they've really struggled. And I'll go into that now in a second. Uh, Similarly, Debo Samuel, shoulder injury. Emmanuel Sanders, rib injury. Uh, George Kittle, knee and ankle injuries. He's questionable for the game against the Packers. D Ford, questionable with a hamstring injury. Um, Robbie Gould injured Aziz Al-Shahir injured uh, defensive tackle DJ Jones also injured and cornerback Juan Williams uh, is a stinger so he's expected to be back the thing is this team is beaten up now what's the key to the Niners success it's their run game so 
all these Shanahan, McVeigh, uh, LaFleur offenses, they all fire on all cylinders uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them is, you know, play action, the running back. The running back has been injured. So if you look into it, they dropped a 50-burger on the Panthers. But Jimmy Garoppolo only attempted 22 passes, completing 18 of them for 175 yards. They don't need him to throw the ball a lot. But in the losses to the Seahawks and in the almost loss to the Cards, he nearly doubled, uh, tripled those attempts. You know, 45 attempts and 46 uh, attempts, respectively. And he's been picked off three times. So it makes sense. You don't have the run game. You don't have to play action. You don't have to play action. Well, then you're throwing the ball a lot. Uh, they know what you're going to do. For instance, uh, Tevin Coleman averaged 1.2 yards per carry against the Cards in the last game. They just couldn't get it running. So the thing is, this game is going to come down to, is Matt Breida out there and is he healthy? Can the Packers, in their bye week, they're going to come back? That's one of their strengths. They should be healthy. Can they come back and stop the run? Because in all of these articles that you're reading out there, especially with all the Niners beat writers, and they ask all of the Packers beat writers, oh, you know, can, you know, can we break open the running lanes? Can we have a second string, you know, running back out there? I see in the official Packers podcast, they call them a triple threat when they talk about their, their running attack and all the rest. And they're saying, can they break open running lanes though? And the answer to that is yes. The thing is, our defense has been um, a shambles the last couple of weeks, to be, to be rightly honest. Uh, you know, fantastic stuff from Preston Smith, from Zadari Smith, who himself um, has that off-the-field issue. Uh, you know, these lads are carrying knocks as well. Uh, but we've been pretty poor against the run. Blake Martinez has the most tackles in the league, but he's doing some questionable stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into it because that's all over uh, Twitter. They've been calling for his head. So the thing is, you know, can we right the ship in this game? It certainly leaves it open for us to do it because... When you force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball a ton, there's a high likelihood is that he's going to throw up a few interceptions. 18 touchdowns on the year, 10 interceptions. The thing is, though, Jimmy G, 16 zip down against the Cards, and he came back and had a career-high game. Four touchdowns, 424 yards. So he can sling it when he needs to. The only thing is that they had Emmanuel Sanders out there, I think, for about 50% of that game. So, you know, and Debo Samuel, the other weapon, a wide receiver... Uh, who's looked fantastic he's also carrying an injury so that's really the key to this game is all of those injuries if we delve a little bit deeper and look at the Packers strengths we're coming off a bye uh, our defense is 10th in weighted total DVOA uh, Aaron Jones tied with McCaffrey uh, in touchdowns at 14 two interceptions only for Rodgers which is way less than Jimmy Garoppolo and the thing is they have Richard Sherman and can we not do what we used to against the Seahawks by not throwing his way? The motor mouth that is Richard Sherman. You know, he's he's not the, the dude he once was. The thing is, another strength of this game is that we're effectively playing ourselves. You know, the Shanahan offense and the way they play is very similar to what we do, albeit, you know, they have the second best defense in the NFL this year. But we're coming up against a team who... You know, depend on a good run game, depend on a good tight end game. And if Kittle is out and Breida is out or they're both in and half injured and questionable, well, that's going to really feed into um, her narrative. On top of that, Devontae Adams hasn't got a, the, the same amount of purchase that he had last year, touchdown-wise, which is the understatement of the podcast. But like when we faced Odell Beckham Jr., when he hadn't got a touchdown, you're kind of thinking, it's it's going to come, isn't it? 
than Alan Lazard. You know, we'd expect um, him to work him into the offense. Have we figured out a way to use Jimmy Graham now? Because he's really got going a couple of times in the last couple of games. Now, our shortfalls are obvious. You know, we struggle against the run. Uh, we've allowed nearly 130 rush yards per game. If Breed is out or in and slightly injured, we'll then have to go to their backups. Tevin Coleman averaged, averaged as I said, 1.2 yards per carry against the Cardinals in the last game. We struggle against tight ends. Will Kittle be back and will he be at his devastating best? If not, Ross Dwelly uh, came in. And although I think he had something like 14 yards in their last game, he had two touchdowns, so he's a, he's a red zone threat. So if we allowed him to sort of pick up that chunk yardage like we have been doing and they do get down towards the end zone, well then he's definitely going to be a weapon. Now, the thing is, is that this game, if we lose this game and we're three points underdog, so it's basically a coin toss at this stage. And as well as that, we're playing in California. California. And the thing is, is that we flew in with only 24 hours. Uh, we are flying in with only 24 hours to go in this game which means that something definitely happened against the Chargers and we're going to have to wait for a couple of years or for someone to be disgruntled or for us to win the Super Bowl for someone to come out and go oh it was a dodgy game against the Chargers when we all went out on the lash with the lads Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happened there but the thing is if we win this game well then we're just steaming like Willie Beeman because the Niners there's been no team in the Super Bowl era that are going to have to face a schedule like the Niners will. So they come up against us at 8-2. and two. Then they're up against Baltimore, who are 8-2. and two. Now, albeit they've got games to play and all this type of stuff again, they come up against them. And New Orleans, also on the road in Week 14, who are now currently 8-2. and two. So even if we do fall to the Niners, it's not as if sort of, you know, we've slipped back and lost our place um, in the NFC. It's not the case. Now, the Vikings won you know after being down and going into self-destruct mode against the broncos so the thing is that's our main concern really so we need to keep ahead of the game but when we look at the top teams in the nfc they're certainly trading wins and losses with each other like you know the saints when i put them in my ack in the radio went and laid an egg and as well as that it's on nfl and cynthia freuland cynthia freuland um she's a nice german lady so she predicted uh, or, or delved into the stats that said since 2007 you know teams that have went in to face each other with two or less losses at this stage in the season whoever wins this game has went on to win the Super Bowl so the Broncos in 2015 the Seahawks in 2013 so if we win we're going to win the Super Bowl that's facts but the thing that stands out in this game is is if we can stop the run, even if we can manage it, we can stop the chunky yardage, we force Jimmy G to throw the ball, uh, the game's not over. This guy is a winner. He's a franchise quarterback. He came back from 16-zip from slinging it. So we have to be careful there. The thing is, the Niners' offense ranked fifth with 386 yards per game, and their defense only gives up 253 yards per game which makes them the second best defense in the league. They're the best in the league against the pass, but only 20th versus the run. So if Aaron Jones can get purchased early in the game, expect a very heavy dose of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and maybe even bringing in some Danny Vitale. Get some safety valve action. So, I mean, the defense have put up those type of 
uh, you know, past defences against Tampa Bay, Cincy, the Steelers, Baker Mayfield, the Rams and a struggling Jared Goff, um, Washington. Although the Washington game, in fairness, uh, it was a washed out game. Wind, rain, they were slipping around everywhere and Jimmy G didn't get any purchase, did any of the receivers and they had to depend on the kicking game to, to punt it over three times uh, because it was just a weird game. It was real backyard stuff, so it's not something to be looked into. The key to the Niners losing is the fact that they've lost their weapons and if they're not at full tilt, well then that's their Achilles heel. We can really get at them and we can embarrass their defense. And I know that as someone who owns their defense in fantasy. So, that's quick snaps. Before I go, I just want to mention the meetups real quick because we did have someone contact us on Instagram and wonder if the London game uh, wasn't going ahead. So let me just clear that up for you. Meetups. So the meetup that was going to be in Birmingham had to be cancelled because they flexed the goddamn game to Sunday Night Football. Not great. Not cool NFL. Um, so that's not going ahead. Um, we I did organise to go to a hotel in Birmingham, but again, an awful lot of people going to the Birmingham meetup were uh, locals from Brummie. So it would have just been a bit manky. But just to say, in that kind of, uh, you know, not a smug way, because it's really disappointing that it had to be cancelled, but at least I organised something alternative. So that's week 12. Week 13, the London game. December 1st, 5 o'clock, everyone meets at the Hippodrome. That's informal. No tickets are being sold, which is leading people to believe that there's no meetup. There is a meetup, and that's the game against the New York Giants chalk it up to a win um, and then Green Bay versus the Washington team in Dublin uh, that's December 8th again 5 o'clock this is a ticketed event because we're trying to cordon off cordon off an area away from the riffraff in the Woolshed Bar and Grill no I don't have uh, a speech impediment it's the bar because it's a ram sheep and it's Australian bar uh, the Woolshed Bar and Grill great for NFL we've worked with them before they're absolutely fantastic the only reason I'm selling tickets for a fiver is so that I can get numbers for the event. I'm sick of saying this till I'm blue in the face. Um, so that's a fiver and you get, it's Irish, so you get two pints of Dublin Blue Lager. So I'll rock up to that event and I'll put your name on the checklist. But here's, and I'll say it again, because it is written, writing, writing, it's written. It's written in red on the article to explain about what you get, where the venue is and all of that type of lark. When you're paying for the tickets in PayPal, pay friends and family why because i pay all of that money to the venue the whole fiver i don't cream off 20p all of that goes to the venue and if you don't pay friends and family they charge a fee so then it gets into the scenario where we're paying you to come to our meetups so anyway that's the podcast that's quick snaps um overruns as usual because eh, so irish so yeah let's see how this game goes sunday night football uh zombie monday hopefully zombie good monday um and then it's it's thick and fast with the meetups london week 13 dublin week 14 book your flights it's very cheap get your arse over experience the capital fly in of the saturday uh if enough people are in on the saturday i can bring you around for an unofficial uk packers and irish tour um you know all the good spots stay away from temple bar and all that good stuff but anyway there it is I have been at NFL on Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to buy me a coffee, get your arse on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. Get onto the Fiverr tier. And honestly, we give you all of your money back after six months because we buy you a tea. I'll contact you personally and say, what tea would you like? And then we post it out to you. You can be in Zimbabwe. You can be in the UK. You can be in Ireland. You can be in the States. You can be in Bolivia. Um, anywhere. 
And we do have listeners in Japan for some reason. Uh, well, I don't. I say for some reason. It's obvious. The quality of the podcast is unrivaled. Um, so there it is. Anyway, give us a follow at DDDNFL. Uh, hit us up on the group at UK Packers on Instagram, Facebook. There's a private group on Facebook. Get in there. And until next week, goodbye.